12.07. It is one. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. I want to say good afternoon. Welcome, everybody, to the noon report. Folks, you're in for a treat. One, once again, under attack. We will withstand this. Um, it all has to do with the lizard. And now Black Lives Matter is entering the fray. And I'm going to get into it in just a moment. But this portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Good afternoon. It's Debbie and Stephen Jr. and Byron. Folks, homegrown mums and kale are outstanding. Take a ride to Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're a full-scale nursery. Their mums and kale are outstanding. Four-inch, six-inch, nine-inch, 12-inch. The ornamental peppers, four-inch, six-inch pots. Everything you need for your fall decorating. <clears throat> and I am seeing more people uh, decorate their homes and businesses with nice fall decorations, and especially the business people. Pumpkins, straw, cornstarchs, gourd, sugar pumpkins. Stop in, pick up some of their native vegetables, sweet corn, eggplant, zucchini, peppers, yellow squash, and tomatoes, and local honey. This is the best time, by the way, and this rain does come in handy. Plant trees and shrubs, cooler temperatures, less watering, and don't forget, they have the deer-resistant Placata abravites. Beautiful choice. Natural privacy border ranging three inch to excuse me three feet to eleven feet. Mulch, screen loom, crushed stone, gift certificates are available. Look for them on Facebook, and they update their Facebook page, and I share it. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, folks, if you're listening, thirty six eighty eight Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off Route Four. The service is great. It's a family run business. The quality is excellent. If you want to feel good about a purchase, you're going to feel great visiting my friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, the um, the website to Petro.com. Uh, we're already off to a fast start. If you've missed it, we have on several stories, I think, of interest that you're going to like. Uh, one, of course, we do have the exclusive interview with the lizard, uh, the student that dresses, poses, identifies, whatever you want to say, as a lizard, attends CCRI. You can see that story on the website, dpetro.com. No eyes in dpetro, D-E-P-E-T-R-O. Also, we have the story. Listen, I, I I don't pull punch. Channel 12 whiffed on that Charlotte Lester case. And I'll, I, I have the reasons why. It's nothing personal. I believe if you're going to do a story... One of the most important things you have to lay out are the facts of the case. And there's certain facts they left out, and I illustrated in the story. So you can see that. Yesterday also, by the way, there was an armed standoff in Warwick. Brief, but one. We were there on the scene. We have the interview with the lizard student. Um, and then we also have some of the videos that I think you'd like. But one of the other things we have is the real reason Langevin is leaving office. You know, I posted that. On January 18th, and it's now starting to come into focus. And I am going to talk about that. But I want to first, and again, good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. Folks, if you enjoy Facebook, number one, you can share it that you're watching, the Noon Report Live. Number two, make sure you subscribe to the page. It's only a buck a month. Then you find out when we go live. You keep it rolling. Uh, You can also send stars during the program. Stars is a way of saying like, hey, I like that. You know, good. I agree with that. That type of thing. So it's very interactive. But I want to just touch on this latest now. Um, and it just started this morning. Yesterday, you know, I, I did a video of him earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was last month, month of September, with this student that dresses the full lizard costume, attends CCRI. And, you know, at the time, between that and then the students that identify as uh, animals, cats, dogs. This is all part of the new system with education, where they're saying, where they're going to allow the students to pick their pronouns. So this is big in the Rhode Island schools. It started last year, it really started this whole business. Now it extends to it started with if you're a 12 year old girl, and your name is, you know, uh, Kelsey, um, you tell the teacher, from now on, I want my. I feel I'm a boy trapped in a girl's body. 12-year-old now. From now on, I want my pronouns are him and her, him and he, and I want you to just refer to me as Kels. That's like my new identity. Well, then you also have these students that started saying, well, I identify as a cat. And they're snarling and meowing. And as we know in North Kingstown, you know, they brought in the litter box just for comfort. 
not to be used, but just for comfort. We exposed that. And then we learned about the student that said, well, I'm a lizard. And so I did go to, um, I tracked down the lizard student. And there's several clips of him. I understand I'm already under attack from Park Boy and WPRO. Now, they attacked me on um, the cat stuff, saying, and I, I love the line that we have put out there, as long as it's not distracting to other students. Yeah, why would it be distracting? Students in class identifying as cats, meowing, hissing, scratching, purring, rolling around in the rug. Yeah, what? You know, and you have Pork Boys producer saying, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with it. And shame on, you know, DePietro De and these member adults. And they're, you know, bullying these kids that identify as cats. So now, since we have the lizard video, now I'm already hearing from Black Lives Matter. And I, I'm still trying to sort through it. But they're trying to say that our... If you, if you, I do have it on the website, so you don't have to be on Facebook. If you go to thepetro.com, you see um, the lizard interviews. But they're trying, I'll, I'll give you the gist of it. They're trying to say it's a form of racism. <clears throat> so here are what I'm hearing so far. Now, I don't know how far it's going to go. I know that they're trying to uh, form this. I think uh, Senator Tiram, I, I think that she is somehow involved with this. They're, what they're saying to me so far, because I, I was going back and forth, and I was trying to get one of them on the phone, but they're trying to say it's a form of racism. <clears throat> Any criticism of the lizard student, and they're trying to say, well, what if you know this is like a black or brown student? So any criticism, that's a form of racism, and what you're trying to do is you know shame this, this is a way his this is a way to attack transgender youths but under the guise but here's this is my rebuttal to that all right now let, let's deal I, and i like to and you have to do that with this crowd let's deal with what we're looking at this business of you know what if it was a black or brown yeah but it's it's not you know and i want to be calm about but it's not a black or brown student it's it's a guy in a blanking lizard costume and it's green he's green well it's a it's a subtle form of racism and some of the comments i finally stopped like you know you you want it to be something else all right black lives matter if you want to have a protest go ahead and have a protest okay i think i'm on firm ground here this is how it starts and it's a subtle form of racism. And the comments from some of your followers and so forth on the Facebook page and on petro.com. I said, all right, a couple things. Now, number one, I can't control how people comment. That's number one. Number two, that doesn't mean it's a full, that's, those aren't my words. I mean, we monitored the best it can. That's number two. Number three, <clears throat> what you wanted to be and what it is. I, I, I wasn't interviewing a student of color, and then people are making comments. I wasn't interviewing a Latino student, and then people are making comments. This business of it's a subtle form of racism. I don't know how else to it. It's it's a guy, and he and he's not this whole business of a child. There's no he 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 is he's an he's an adult. He's at CCRI. So this business that I'm bullying youths. Well, he's not under 18 because he's an adult and he's a student there. Now, I, I wasn't bullying him, but I want to get to this Black Lives Matter accusation of it's a subtle form of racism. As I said to them, you know, you keep, you're saying to me, you know, what if it's a, a, a you know, student, you're, you're just, you know, these are racist comments to someone that doesn't look like you. I said, listen, it's a dude, it's a guy in a lizard so he doesn't look like anybody other than a reptile. This business of it's a, you know, or this argument, I should say, it's a subtle form of racism. And it's all because it's someone that doesn't look like you. I said, I, I don't see that. Well, we're, you know, we're going to, you know, a lot of people are upset about this. And I said, what, what, what is it that Black Lives Matter, you claim? You know, you, you, you so now you're claiming someone who's in a, in a species costume. So, you know, I, I didn't fully understand. They had a big protest in North Kingstown. The transgender community had a big protest. 
the LGBT community had a big protest to support the students who identify as cats. And I didn't, I, I don't get that. I don't get how you make the jump of you have a student, uh, a young person who is attracted to someone of the same sex. You have a young person that maybe is going through some kind of uh, gender identity, whatever you want to call it, crisis, moment, situation. I don't, I don't fully get that they're saying um, that if you identify as a cat, you fall under the umbrella of the LGBT community. That part I don't get. But for Black Lives Matter now to be attacking me and saying that my interview, which is on TikTok and we have it on Facebook, we have it online, that that's actually with the lizard, it's, it's a subtle form of racism. What this really is, is it's a way to criticize someone or people that don't you know, look like me. Um, I'm going to come back to what I said. Okay, this is it's someone in in a in a blanking lizard costume. That that like what what are you talking about? You know, well you're going to be hearing from us, and people are. And I, I said, you know, this whole business. Well, people in the black community are upset of the. I I said, why why are people? First of all, I don't know if I fully believe that. But let's just say Black Lives Matter. I I take them at their word. People in the black community are upset because I interviewed a student at CCRI who dresses in a lizard costume. And they feel it's an attack on them. I I, I question that. And I said, you know, when does the adult step into the room and say, what are you talking about? (laughs) What are you talking about? Just because someone, this, this comes under folks, and again, good afternoon at 1219. I'm not going to spend the whole time on this, but I wanted to address it because it's starting to bubble under. And someone from the media did reach out to me and say, you know, do you want to offer a response? Black Lives Matter is upset, saying that the, um, the lizard interview is, is a subtle form of racism. And I said, now, number one, there was nothing racist about what I was asking him. Now, it is true, I asked him, uh, would you be attracted to a female in a reptile outfit? And and they said, so then now they're saying the LGBT community that I was stereotyping him. Why would I think that he would be attracted to a female? Like, what was I inferring? Gee, I don't know. He's a young college guy. Okay. What I was trying to say, you know, how many guys go to college that if you're, if you're very, very interested in, I, I mean, is that wrong now to think that way? You know, how do you say that? You have no idea of his preferences. All right, listen, I don't know. He's a male. Was that really out of bounds? And they were all upset about it. And how dare you say that? And you offended a big part of the LGBT community because I asked a guy in a lizard costume, would you be attracted to a, to a girl in a, in a reptile costume? I, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know I was going to get him. I know that I, I, I'm not sure what to make of the criticism here. So, but what I like, what, what is interesting, folks, is what, why am I the one under attack? <laughs> All right, I could have said, would you be attracted to another person? <sighs> another person in a reptile outfit. That is true. Guilty as charged. I did ask him. You know, gee, I don't know. Maybe if he went on a date, maybe if he wanted to go on a date, like you can't even say that anymore. Maybe his world would change if he kissed a girl, if he took a girl on a date or whatever then. Fine. If he kissed another boy. My God, these people are so, you know, you know, folks, there is the expression, you're not paranoid if they are against you. So I just want to play and I. I, I don't even accept, you know, they, they were trying to, so do you accept that as criticism? I said, I, I don't even understand why I'm being criticized here. And let me know when the protest is. I want to see when Black Lives Matter is going to get out there and protest over the subtle racism about the lizard. 
and trying to make this argument that this all stems because it's someone who, quote, doesn't look like me. He doesn't look like any human. He looks like Jurassic Park. He's in a blanking lizard costume. Well, you know, this is how, no, this isn't how it starts. I disagree with that. This is how it starts. Wrong. Here we go. This is different. This is not how it starts. This is how it starts. Let me just play this cut that they're so upset about. Someone was in one of your classes, and they said that you used to say there's discrimination towards reptiles. Is that not true? That is true? Well, yeah, that was once, like, that was, like, last year, last semester, like, just the way some people treated me. Is because they treated you because you were dressed deep? Like, are you always dressed this way? Yeah, they treated you a certain way because you're dressed in a dinosaur outfit. All right, that's not actually the cut. Let me see if it's this one. Is it hard to walk? No. No. And you feel most comfortable identified in this way? No, not, not identified. Just like... Would, would you be attracted to a female in a reptile costume? No. No. That's what they're all upset about. So I asked, that's true. You know, why did I, I, you know, guilty as blanking charged. So that's what they're, that, that's what the uproar is over. I asked a male who's at CCRI. In a lizard costume, if he would be attracted to a female in a lizard costume. So that's what the uproar is over. That's going to lead to protest. That's got the LGBT community. How dare I? Yeah. You know, listen. (laughs) There's only so much of this foolishness that I am willing to put up with. That's what had not that he's in the lizard costume. The fact that I asked that. So I, they're saying, I, you know, the, this whole business, you know, and they were, well, are you going to issue an apology? I, I am going to interview him again. I guess I could have said, would you be attracted to another person in a, in a reptile outfit? But because I said a girl, apparently some, some, I don't know. Member of the members of the LGBT community, how dare you? Why would you ask if gee, I don't know, because he's a male. You know, there was a time where if you saw a young guy, it was acceptable to say, you know, do you have a girlfriend? Or if you saw a young person, a female, you could say, Do you have a boyfriend? And I I, I don't this business that now they're all upset. And, you know, we're going to, you know, you're going to feel our, I'm going to feel your, it's a guy in a blanking lizard costume. And so I asked the question, someone, but, you know, can you only imagine how he must have felt, you know, (laughs) could I only have imagined, you know, is, is that what is so damaging here? I mean, how often... Let's just say you're a young guy and there's a girl in the class that says, and let's say you're a young gay guy and you're at college and a girl kind of makes a move that she's attracted to you. I don't know. I don't know. See, I disagree with that. I don't think you'd be offended. I think you just politely say, you know, I'm, I, you know, whatever. Yeah, let's get coffee. But. Would you, I, I'm only interested in a platonic relationship, and I'm not saying he's going to expose that. And, and vice versa, by the way. If you're a female, at some point, if you're only interested in females, then if there was a male asking you out or, you know, want to get to know you better, maybe you kind of break the news to them that that's not the team that you're playing for. But this somehow, can you imagine how he must have felt when you asked him about... I want to come back to, I don't find that the most offensive thing to ask someone, you know, would you be attracted to, if you met a young person, it's not a job interview for crying out loud. I'm interviewing someone in a blanking lizard costume. And let me tell you, 
I, if someone is is wearing a lizard outfit, um, I, I I'm willing to bet that questions asked by me are the least of the blanking problems for crying out loud, <clears throat> folks. It comes down to you know they're always always looking to attack and to try. I I I push back and I want to be very clear. No, I don't accept. That this is how it starts, and any mocking comments are a, quote, a subtle form of racism. Or, you know, think how the LGBT community feels, and, you know, WPRO with this is a form of bullying, and this is bullying the transgender kid. You know, no, it's not. I don't accept that. You're wrong. Is it, have you ever, have you ever... Has that ever occurred to you that possibly you're wrong? We we have entered into this phase of there's people that think, and again, folks, good afternoon at 1228. There are people that feel the ultimate form of power is to say that they're, use the words, I'm offended. I'm offended. There are people that feel that is a form of power. That's all you have to say is that element that I, I'm offended. Now, also, listen. I, I do find it funny. Listen, I find the whole thing funny. In this part, I asked him, you know, and I did post this, by the way, on um, on both TikTok. And it's, uh, it's, it's also, it'll be up on YouTube later, but I did post this on Facebook. I find it funny when I asked him about students that identify as cats, and he said, you know, that's kind of crazy. It's like, yeah, but, you know, you're, you're in a lizard costume. I found that funny. I was laughing about it. How dare you? How dare you? That's another form. Now you're trying to get him. To, I'm not trying to get anyone to bully anyone. People are so full of yourselves. These people are nuts. I'll say it. Here's where I think it's funny. Here we go. Hold on. Think of the students that identify as cats. That's kind of crazy. Like, uh, like, like, I mean, sure, they identify as something, but that doesn't make it true. It's like, it's delusional. Like, what are you looking at? Delusional, kind of crazy. Now, if you can't see the irony there, a guy, a young man, young person, oh, my God, the gender police. How dare you identify him or not call him by his pronouns? Oh, my God, you people. You know, there are options here. You don't have to listen. You don't have to watch. No one's forcing you to come on the page or anything else. That's always an option. I always try to explain that to them. I don't like MSNBC, so I don't watch MSNBC. There's certain music I don't like, so I don't listen to it. But this is the crowd. No, no one should listen to it. It doesn't matter that we are, you, even though we don't like it, we're demanding it like that type of thing. If you can't see the irony, I mean, I did. I literally, I know people use the LOL, but I was laughing out loud showing my son. I mean, the irony of a guy in a lizard costume saying, boy, someone who identifies as a cat is kind of crazy. I found that funny. I thought it was a good line. I, I did. Well, you know, that says a lot about you that you find that. Yeah, fine then. It says a lot about me that I find that funny. I do. This is how it starts. No, that's not how it starts. This is a subtle form of racism. It's not racism that people are criticizing someone in a lizard costume. You just don't. You hate someone that doesn't look like you. He doesn't look like anybody. He's in a blanking lizard costume. You're trying to encourage children to bully the transgender youth. I'm not trying to encourage anyone to bully anyone. And I, I kind of agree with this. I, I don't know if I believe that there are transgender youth. I don't, I don't, I would like, are we really going into that arena? You have a 10 year old that says, I want to start the process. And that whole protest last week in Cranston, and even the governor of Virginia, all the governor of Virginia is saying is parents have a right to know if their children are kind of going through this. Instead of, you know, they find out at age, the child is 18, and they say, yeah, you know, I've, I've wanted to become a girl. 
and I'm going to have my testicles removed, and I, I've wanted to do this, and the school's been helping me with it for the fat past five years. And you have parents saying, like, what? Why didn't I know? That's what it comes down to. This is how it starts. You just don't like someone that doesn't look like you. That, that is completely erroneous. Well, we're going to have something to say about it. Let me know when the protest is. I mean, get in line. You know, well, we feel, yeah, you feel. How dare you assume that he would be interested in girls? All right. I mean, that one, if you want to come after me on something, I'm still not apologizing for it. I don't think that's a a, think of how he must have felt. I I don't know. I would have thought he might have been a little warm in in the outfit. Folks, at 12.33 on this uh, Wednesday, this portion of the program, brought to you by Matthews Oil Company. They're going to keep you warm this winter. Hey, listen, I would love it if someone would call Matthews Oil right now, 401-942-7500. Get a free quote. Trusted oil delivery, 24-hour emergency service, four generations. It's Matthews Oil Company, premier dealer in Rhode Island, highest quality heating fuels. And Matthews Oil will take pride in providing reliable, affordable service for you and your family. Folks, complete service, residential or commercial customers. You know, I have seen on social media that people have been posting that they're putting the heat on. I mean, it was pretty chilly over the weekend. Call Matthews. 1T, by the way, Matthews Oil Company today, M-A-T-H-E-W-S, Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500, 401-942-7500. I would love someone who would just call them right now and say, hey, I'd love to get a free quote, 401-942-7500, online at MatthewsOil.com. Folks, now listen, this business of... Um, and I am going to touch on some of the other stuff in the news of the day. But uh, what, what, what this comes down to really, and, I want, and I'm, I'm serious about this, is it's, it's a form of censorship. You know, and I've dealt with it for a while. And they, 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 they kind of, it's always up and down. And, and, and it's, that's really what it comes down to. And they're, they're on the left and, I, you know, now, and I've kind of talked about, there's a group, they're more socialists, they're not even Democrats. I mean, these are socialist, communists, progressive extremists. <clears throat> they, they actually, hear me out at 1230, but they, they don't believe in freedom of speech. And that's one of the reasons I really enjoy our Monday segment, Politics This Week with Justin Katz, because Justin really gets that. But they, they, they. They actually don't believe in freedom of speech. They don't. They truly believe there are people that should be silenced. And I'm always under their radar. Always. There's just different people. They don't believe in different opinion. They don't. And they want to go to any length to try to silence anyone they disagree with. And, and I fully get. I want people to understand. You know, like, I never set out. To just be a thorn in their side. But, you know, as one of them, you know, and I hear from them from time to time that they'll always say, you know, I thought we took care of you a couple, like that. That's always their attitude. You know, never forget that the progressive left, the socialist, the Black Lives Matter, the, uh, you know, the Tira Mac, some of the real loud voices, and actually even the lieutenant governor. Um, she falls under that, right? Seth Magan, if they had their way, they'd be, there would be no Fox News. They wouldn't. In their mind, if they had the power, they'd pull the plug on it. They, in their world, it should not exist. They, don't, they actually, they won't admit it, but they don't believe in freedom of speech. And I think the, 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 the treatment that the group got at William Hall Library a week ago Monday. That was, to me, that was a perfect example. That was hard to believe that that was taking place in, in the United States of America, let alone Rhode Island, in 2022. It was a private event. 
a group of adults that were going to watch a PowerPoint presentation with a speaker of how gender identity is being discussed in public schools, a private event with a private public speaker, and make no mistake about it, they went there to shut that down, over 200 strong, and the media were giving them positive coverage. They did not go there. Once they realized they were failing, I mean, I was there. They, If the Cranston police had not been prepared, and I saw the mayor of Cranston last night. He was at the Woonsocket hearing, and I told him that could have gone much different. If the Cranston police had not been proactive, Cranston had, should be very proud of their police force. If the Cranston police, they were in full control of that situation. They said protesters are going to be in front of the library. This is the back, what leads into the auditorium. They screened anyone going in. They even did a metal detector, anyone trying to go in. If they had been lackadaisical, or if they even only had one or two, that would have been a different event. The people that were there, Tara Mack was there, that Brandon Potter was there. Uh, there were other people that I recognized that actually came down from Boston. When they saw that there was a heavy police force, they actually left. But make no mistake about it, their initial intent where they were going to mob into the room and shut it down. As Justin even put, their thing was go in, take up space, create havoc, and we're going to shut this thing down. Why? Because they disagree with it. Folks, don't ever forget that. And Black Lives Matter was there and the whole crew. It's, it's like the cartels. It is. And they all get along and they all have a mission. <coughs> And unfortunately, we have a governor who absolutely quakes any time that they shake their fist. Every time they make a demand, boom, a key jumps. They're not going away. They're not getting as many people elected as they want, but they're not going away. If they had their way, they would silence. They do actually, they don't like public debate. They don't. And their mission is always to shut it down. I go back to March of 2017. It was a march for Trump at the Rhode Island State House. And I was either, I don't remember, I was either the MC or the, one of the speakers or what have you. And what did they do? What did Aaron Ruggenberg and that Michael Rayo and all these other people who were connected to the head of the Providence City Council, what did they do? They showed up there with noisemakers and they had a marching band and the things that, and they want to drown it out. It's, it's one group of people saying to another group of people, you have no right to voice your opinion. That's what it comes down to, right? There are students identifying as cats, and the, you know, the school provides the accommodation of a litter box. And what, what does the other side do? You have no right to discuss it. If you discuss it, you're, you're a homophobe, you're a bully. You're a racist, blah, blah, blah. You know, Ramona Bessinger, the Providence teacher, the, the leader, the student leader, screaming at her death threats. I'm going to kill you. I'm coming after you. I'm going to throw you. Make, and it's a ho-hum from the public officials. And it's actually a ho-hum from the local media. Let's reverse it. Let's reverse it. Make the teacher a person of color. Make the leader of the students white. Protest. They want the black teacher out of the school. Protest. Or the leader of the students telling Ramona, I'm going to get you. I'm going to kill you. What, what do you think? What do you think the reaction would be? <laughs> it would be much larger than the reaction of this story. But never let them think. You know what is... is um, Again, I, 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 when I see him, we're cordial. He is the producer for Pork Boy. He's on Rhode Island Public TV. Hummel loves the guy. Hummel worships him. He's so brilliant. He's got such a perspective. <clears throat> Bill Bartholomew. They're, they're having him moderate the debates. I mean, the guy is a communist socialist. He just is. 
he was the one on public TV criticizing me and other things. But what is comical, he fills in for Pork Boy, who continues to take all this time off. Hey, listen, if Pork Boy left, I, I would imagine he's the front runner to get the gig. But here's the thing. He runs or fills in as a talk show host. There was going to be a meeting of these parents about gender in school. And his initial reaction was the library should shut it down. There should be like, are people not seeing the irony that you're a talk quote talk show host, but you don't want any discussion. There should be no discussion. None. There should be no discussion over something like that. And I'm already hearing now about the lizard stuff. Well, that's, you know, why he just doesn't like someone that doesn't look like him. Listen, other than blanking frog or people in Jurassic Park or the reptile exhibit at Roger Williams Zoo, the person in the lizard outfit doesn't actually look like anybody. You know, this is how it starts. The black and brown students, just because they don't know. No, excuse me. They're not black or brown students. He's actually a green student. And the same thing of, you know, this is it. You know, the bullying of the cats. You know, this is this is just they're trying to get these kids to bully the get. No, this is not a matter of trying to bully gay students. It is problematic if a teacher and parents are allowing children to identify as other species. And I don't accept this caveat of it's totally fine as long as they're not disrupting the class. That sounds like someone who's who's obviously never a parent or never been in a classroom. Because it doesn't take a lot to disrupt a classroom. You know what disrupts a classroom? Someone hissing at the teacher. Someone eating flies in a, in a reptile costume, right? Someone rolling around on the, on the rug purring. Someone using a litter box. That, that, that is what I would call disruptive. There, there is a, I don't accept that that's no different than if there's a student who's getting, no, no, that, that is different. I, I don't agree with that. What, what do you mean you don't agree? I don't agree. I don't agree that someone that identifies as a dog or a cat is the same as the student who is a young girl that says, you know, I, I think I prefer a same-sex relationship. I'm not accepting that it's the same. Well, I just said it's the I know you said it's the same. I recognize that. But you people, you never disagree with yourselves. You know, folks, this crowd is the crowd of, if we say it, it must be true. Why is it true? Because I just said it. It's the same thing. This is how it starts. No, that's not how it starts. Black Lives Matter is going to have a protest over someone in a blanking lizard costume. You owe him an apology. I owe him nothing. I owe him an apology. We, yeah, demand, demand this. I demand you stop acknowledging and trying to, hey, I demand that you're, everything is like all the cops are bad. You have demands. Oh yeah, how's it, what's it like to have demands? This is, if I hear that one more time, it's just because he doesn't look like, no, he doesn't look like anyone. He's in a lizard costume. If someone goes to class, in a bunny suit. And unless it's Halloween and it's a girl in like a Playboy bunny outfit, what, what do they think the rest of the kids are going to do? Well, they're just, you know, you're teaching people to be rude. You know, man, you're like teaching people to be rude. Someone just doesn't look like them. They're, they're in a blanking bunny costume. You know, it's just like we need to like be a society of compassion and like understanding and vegan and, you know, who knows? People need to accept people for who they are. If there's someone who is 12 years old and they're rolling around on the rug as a cat and hissing at people and scratching people and meowing, it's not you're not accepting them who they are. They're not actually being who they are. They're not, you're not helping them. You're enabling them in this foolishness. And to start to attack people, and, and that's what it comes down to. They put up the walls like shit. You know what their favorite word is? Shame on you. 
Shame on you. Sounds like, you know, shame. Shame on you for not allowing this person to be who they are. I don't see it that way. It's, it's preposterous. No matter how many times they want to protest and scream up and down, one plus one is not three. And, and furthermore, one plus three, one, one plus one will never be three. Well, that's so unfair to three. Well, you know, I don't know if it's unfair to three. Two plus three, you know, two plus one is three. One plus one is two. One plus one will always be two. Well, that's in your opinion. No, that, that's not in my opinion. You know, this is like I, I, I go through these. It, it's and it's all it's it's BLM and some of that crowd that they, they get upset because they don't understand. It's not. It's it's your prerogative and to your benefit and in, in many ways obligation to learn proper grammar because there are people that are insulted because they don't understand proper grammar. And I, I've kind of explained, I've, I've run into this. You know, I said someone driving 100 miles an hour at night on a wet or slick road, they, they run the risk they could be killed in a car accident. If someone is driving over 100 miles an hour and they are in some kind of an auto accident, the faster you go, the more you increase the odds that it could be a fatal accident. So therefore, I mean, I think that's a fact, it's not even opinion, that if you are traveling in a car, in a vehicle at a high rate of speed, I I don't know if it matters night or day, but it just seems to increase at night. But 100 miles an hour on a slick highway or rain-filled highway, you are increasing the odds. The chances and the odds are more higher than if you were driving 15 to 20 miles an hour on a dry pavement. So I think I've told this. I said, you know, that is someone, you're increasing the chances you could be killed. And a member of BLM said, oh, so you're saying he should be killed. I said, no, I didn't say he should be killed. I said he could be killed. You're increasing the chance he could be killed. Yeah, you said he should be killed. Oh, so you're saying he should be killed because he's driving 100 miles an hour. I said, no, there's, the, 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 there's, there's a difference. I didn't say should. I said could be killed. Could, and here was the quote, could, should, same thing. I said, no, could and should are not the same thing. Could and should are not the same thing. You just don't understand the, the grammar of it. Could, should, same thing. No, no, it's not the same thing. No, you could. It's like that, that remember the old Alperts commercial? It says you could be a winner. No, I, I didn't say they should be killed. I said they could be killed. You're increasing the chances that someone could be killed in a fatal accident going at a high rate of speed. Oh, so you're saying they should be, they should be killed. I, I, no, I'm not saying that. Well, that's what I'm hearing. Well, that's that's because you don't understand the proper use of the word. Folks, at Med Urgent Care, if there's an emergency, you know, there are times I am tempted to walk away from social media just because you, you interact with people you would normally never interact with, especially with people who don't understand basic vocabulary and grammar. Could, should, same thing. By the way, that guy that said that he's running for um, he's running for some office in Providence. I think I forget his name. I forget some city council office. Anyhow, in the general, I think he's running as an independent. But anyhow, folks, um, at Med Urgent Care, two locations: fifteen twenty four Atwood Avenue in Johnston, fifty seven fifty Post Road East Greenwich. Remember, if there's an emergency and you want to have someone seen right away at Med Urgent Care. They specialize in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment services, diverse, wide-ranging, uh, cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergency at Med Urgent Care. Walk-in routine, urgent care, minor surgical, work-related injuries, laboratory, physical exams, adult vaccinations, by the way, and they offer 
mononuclear antibody infusions. Folks, it's at med urgent care. Next time you have an emergency, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. And remember, the um, you, you can contact both. You can call them and then obviously just go there in an emergency at medurgentcare.net. Folks, again, I want to direct you. It's 1252. Good afternoon, folks. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, visit our website, dePietro.com. And it's right by the Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. A delicious lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Now, we have a lot of sound to get to next hour. I will have, I'll tell you, Langevin, to me, is a thief. And I'll say that again. Congressman Jim Langevin, he is a thief. And the attitude, the brazenness of him, the brazenness of him, of, you know, basically, he is absolutely operating like the rules don't apply. And I had uh, posted about that back in January. There was a lot of news when he decided not to run for re-election. And, and I had heard that it actually had come down to the fact that he was under uh, investigation for some of these stock trades. So the uh, the Langevin thing, folks, that story is not going away. And he he is gave his endorsement to Seth Magaziner, who's running against Alan Funk. So I'm going to have more on the, the Langevin situation. Um, and then also, we're going to have new polling numbers out tomorrow night. Now, from what I understand, Governor McKee, he's, he's in the lead for governor over Ashley Kalis. I think the race for CD2 is in a dead heat, but there's still a big undecided in that race. So... That's what I, I've heard that it is a, um, there's a big undecided in, let me, let me just stick with the governor for a moment. I have heard that with Governor McKee, that he's really, where he is vulnerable are female voters. Female voters are not sold on Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. And a couple of reasons. Number one, a lot of uh, women that voted in the primary voted for Helena folks. Number one. Number two, a lot of women that voted in the primary voted for Nellie Govea. And then num- number three, he's up against an opponent who's a female, Ashley Kalis. And number four, the famous hang up on election night where Governor McKee hung up on Helena folks. So he's not, you know, he's not dead and buried, but... There, this, this is what I have heard about Ashley Kalis. There is a path to victory for Ashley Kalis. You know, another thing that no one is talking about, that the governor's daughter's on a reality show. And what no one is talking about is she was standing next to him on stage on primary night when he instructed his staff to hang up on Helena Folks. So I also learned, I think that was his grandson. And then afterwards, he doubled down with uh, with Ryan Crandall. Anybody will. Uh, uh, so here's where I see folks, and again, good afternoon at 12.56. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Between now and November 1st, something needs to happen to break Ashley Kalis's way. And then she needs to pounce. She seems like she'd be prepared to pounce. Now, voting starts on... This is ridiculous. But two weeks from today, on October 19th, voting starts in the race for governor. Um, and then election day is the second Tuesday in November, November 8th. So there is another debate 
after, I think the Channel 10 debate is the second or the third. I have it written down. But it's right around there. But I'm going to say over the next three weeks, something needs to happen. Ashley Kalis, to me, she doesn't just need one thing to happen. She needs a series of things to happen. So she can continue to be aggressive. She can continue to go after Governor McKee on various things. But she still needs something to change the dynamic. And folks, I want, I want to repeat to you, I, I actually I can't believe the state is actually on the verge of, of electing Governor McKee. As I've said, the amount of corruption is just, we, it's the type of corruption we haven't seen in a long time. There's actually become an, a, an acceptable form of corruption in the state. It's not good. He's very anti-business, anti-private sector. I don't care what he says. Never mind attacking CBS. Um, I, I, think, I think it's worth the gamble. If you're asking me, I think it's worth the gamble on Ashley. I know she's new. I know she's a little green. Be nice if she was a little more seasoned. But she's not in anybody's pocket. Her biggest battles are going to be with the House and the Senate and stuff they're trying to jam through. But at least she's, she's not in the pocket of the special interest. Governor McKee is a puppet on a string. That's the deal he chose. That's the deal he chose to get to where he is. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and it's brought by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, free estimate for any project. Call J. Perry Paving today, 401-732-1730. Are you, why not get your driveway paved before wintertime? Call J. Perry Paving, 401 401- 732-1730. Licensed and insured contracted company committed to meeting your needs, no matter how big, how small, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. Call J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, and no one is better with veterans than J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. Folks, it's 12.59. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Yes, we'll be doing Facebook Live later. Now, next hour is radio only. You can listen, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I will talk more about the hearing last night in Woonsocket regarding the mayor. That also, definitely some candidates have some challenges out there. In uh, running for Senate, um, there's some difficulties there. And the latest on this Langevin scandal, where he's got authorities looking at him. That, plus the latest on the lizard. Next hour, again, radio only. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. The power hour is next on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. And you can listen online at thepetro.com.